Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the show. Hope you're having an incredible week today. We're going to, I don't know if lighten things up is the right word, but uh, let's be real here. The last couple of episodes here have been pretty heavy, pretty deep that we've done on the show. So we're going to lighten things up a little bit. We're going to talk strategy. We're going to talk closing. I realize that a lot of the a lot of the episodes that we've been doing here on the podcast have really been pretty deep in terms of the internal mindset. And part of the reason why I've been doing that is almost kind of out of necessity because, as you know, I'm writing my book and I'm kind of like creating it with you here on the podcast as we go. But I do know that a lot of you really appreciate the more actionable, strategy-driven episodes. So I promise you we're going to have uh, you know an equal balance of those types of things. But today is going to really be heavy on strategy. We're going to talk about closing. I'm going to be sharing with you a strategy that I call my 3S strategy for closing that you're going to absolutely love today. We're going to have a lot of scripts and cool things for you to use in your business. So stay tuned. But Hey, before I get into it, a couple of things. I want to give a special shout out and a thank you to all of you that left a review for the podcast. We are now over 700 reviews on iTunes. Uh, and you know, if you listen to it somewhere else, but we're over 700 reviews on iTunes. So thank you so much to all of you. And once again, I'd love to see if we can get it higher. I'd love to get over a thousand reviews at some point. So hey, if you have some time, if the show's helped you, if you could just take a second to just do that, that would be amazing. The other thing is I'm kind of excited today because today is Halloween at the day of me recording this, and this is going to be the first time we go trick-or-treating with Grayson, weather permitting, of course. It's a little dreary out there today, but we are going to be going as the Baby Shark family. Yes, I know that that is a song that has probably haunted many of you for a large part of your child's uh, upbringing, but Shannon got Grayson this really cute little kind of shark, like almost sweatsuit, tracksuit on Etsy. And uh, she let me off easy. We just have to wear like sweatshirts that say daddy shark and mommy shark. So anyway, we're going to do some trick-or-treating today, which should be cool. So, but let's get into closing. So today I'm going to talk to you about a topic that I know a lot of you struggle with, but I'm going to share with you a strategy that I promise you, it's going to give you so much more confidence and make you feel so much more comfortable when it comes to the close. If you've ever heard people say things like this to you before, you know, I'm, I'm just not a good salesperson, or, you know, I really don't have the time to do something like this, or, or maybe you hear over and over from people, you know, I just don't have the money to get started. I know that these are things that we hear over and over that drive us crazy, but I'm telling you, in the past, if you've heard some of these things, if you're anything like me, you might have had a tendency to kind of freeze up. Because you're not really sure what to say or how to respond to that. And I'm going to tell you after this episode today, the next time someone says one of those things to you, you're going to be approaching it in a much different way. Because you're going to have a strategy that you know will give you the confidence to be able to overcome that objection for a lot of people. And if you can use the things that I'm going to give you in this episode, you're going to start to see so much better results in the way of people buying your products and getting you to join your team, which ultimately that is the goal. Now, I have mentioned I'm going to be giving you some scripts and some actionable strategies that you can implement in your business. So here's what we've done. We're going to start doing this anytime we have an episode like this. 
we've created a free PDF guide for you. So here's all you have to do to get it. We'll put this link in the show notes, but all you have to do is go to your virtual upline, yourvirtualupline.com forward slash 122, which is the episode number, yourvirtualupline.com forward slash 122. And you can get all of the scripts so you don't have to, you know, furiously take notes. If you're listening on the go, you can just go to that, download it and, and get that free guide. So let's talk about closing. You know, I'll be honest. I used to hate closing. It used to feel so uncomfortable to me. I used to feel so much pressure on like having to have like the right thing to say all the time. And I would get to that part in the process where I should be transitioning to the close and I would freeze up. And I would freeze up because I was scared to death. Or what I would do is I would just keep rambling. And I know some of you have probably done this before. You just start talking in circles about all this nonsense out of your own like nervousness. And then what winds up happening is you wind up like just talking people right out of being interested. And then over and over again, I take people through the process, get them right to the close, and then they would not join. And I got to the point where I started to really question my own ability. And it actually kept me from sharing my business with prospects because of that. And before I get into the details of the strategy, I just want to hit on two really important points that I think need to be addressed here. Number one, my own lack of confidence and belief when it came to closing, when I look back, I realize it was in large part due to the fact that I just wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared when it came to the close. I was winging it every single time. And and what I mean by that is there wasn't ever a plan. I never engaged in what is called deliberate practice, where I was intentionally preparing exactly what it is I was going to do and say so that I knew regardless, I knew if somebody said I didn't have the money, I had a prepared response. Or if somebody told me they weren't a salesperson, like there was no process. I just was kind of winging it, like I said. And the only time I would even ever practice is if I was in front of a prospect. And I'm here to tell you that if you want to master the skill of closing, which I kind of would recommend might be a a good idea for you as a business owner. It's kind of a skill that is a necessary one. But if you want to master it, here's the first step. You got to develop a game plan of knowing exactly what you're going to do and say. And you have to practice and rehearse and put into action that game plan over and over again. Here's how I want you to think about it. I want you to think about being able to deliver the clothes, the language of the clothes, the same way that you can sing your favorite song. Look, when your favorite song comes on in the radio and you just start kicking it, you don't even have to think about the lyrics. And you want to know why you don't have to think about the lyrics? Because you've done it so many times. And I want you to start thinking of your business the same way. You need to be able to sing the lyrics of your business when it comes to things like prospecting and presenting and closing unconsciously because you've done it and you've practiced it so many times. And I'll tell you, I wasn't approaching my business from this perspective. And this is an important message for a lot of you, because a lot of you, if you're just starting out, or maybe you haven't really seen any results, I promise you it's because you're not thinking this way about the things that you are doing. And I'll tell you, I don't even really know that I knew closing was a skill back then. I just kind of thought people were interested or they weren't. And I'll tell you, there is definitely some truth to the fact that you can't make people interested. But I'll tell you, I personally used to use that as an excuse, right? My mentor would sometimes say, Bob, they're either going to be interested or they're not, right? So I felt like sometimes I let myself off the hook because I was just like, well, you know, why prepare? Because they're either interested or they're not. What winds up happening is we wind up using that as an excuse so we don't have to do the hard work of actually getting better. 
And if the only time that you're practicing closing is in front of your prospect, then I'm telling you, you're not going to get better. And what you have to understand is this. You do have the ability to influence people's decisions. Now, yes, it is true you can't make someone interested, but a lot of the prospects that you talk to, they're going to be on the fence. They're going to be able to be swayed one way or the other. So what you do and say does have the ability to determine the ultimate answer. So you've got to take responsibility for this area of your business. The second thing I want to share with you is this, and I think this is a deeper, more important issue that a lot of us face when it comes to closing. What I didn't realize in those early days, why I was so afraid of the close, and and for that matter, even sharing what I did with people, is what I thought the yes or no ultimately meant to me in my business. I struggled so much with closing because I believed, without me realizing, that when someone told me no, it meant I wasn't good enough. That when somebody told me no, what they were actually saying to me was that you were not good enough. So failure meant that I was a failure. And here's what I want you to be honest with yourself about. Does this apply to you? And I think what most of you will find is that on some level, it is true. Now, I'm going to direct you to another episode that we did on this topic. If you're like, Bob, I think I need some help there. Episode number 112, we talked about the gift of failure. We'll link to that episode in the show notes, but I highly, 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 highly recommend that you go listen to that if you know that this might be an issue for you, okay? Well, let's get into the actual strategy here. So I want to talk to you about my three S closing strategy. So the three S's are, and I'm going to just go over each one of them, and then I'll break them down for you. Number one is it's got to be simple. Number two is there's got to be a system. And number three is support. So the idea behind this strategy is that throughout the process, okay, especially when you get to the close, you are highlighting these three things that you are offering people. Simplicity, a system, and support. Now, you can use this strategy when you're acquiring customers, but I will tell you it's really more geared towards enrolling people onto your team. So it's more geared towards recruiting. Now, I know that that's more of a problem for most of you, right? A lot of you have done okay getting customers, but you struggle building a team. So this is really where we're going to focus for this particular episode. Now, here's the beauty of this strategy, though, is it's specifically designed to help you overcome objections before they even give them to you. See, that's the secret. You want to know the secret to being great at closing and handling objections? address the objections before people even give them to you, right? Look, you already know what you're going to hear from people. I don't have time. I'm not a salesperson, blah, 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 blah. You already know what they're going to say. You've heard it over and over and over again. So why not figure out a way as you're taking people through the process of sharing your business, why not handle them ahead of time to reduce the chances that they even give them to you. That's what this strategy is going to help you do. So let's talk about S number one, simple. You must always be demonstrating to people that yours is a simple business. If it isn't simple, people are not going to want to join you. And you have to understand that when we talk about making things simple, that starts with the moment you open your mouth to a prospect. See, a lot of people don't understand is a successful close is set up from the very first interaction with a prospect. Some of you are doing such a bad job on the front end, it's hard for you to make it up when it comes to the actual close. One of the number one questions that your prospect is going to ask themselves is this. 
can I do this? Whether they do it consciously or not, they're always asking themselves, can I do this? Or do I see myself doing this? And one of your most important jobs is to try to do everything in your power to make sure that that answer is yes. And the biggest mistake that people make in this area is they overcomplicate the process of sharing their products and opportunity with others. What that means is they just wind up talking too much and doing all of the explaining and answering questions and sharing. What you have to realize is this. Most of the prospects that you're going to talk to, at least in their mind, they don't think they have a ton of free time. And they certainly don't see themselves as somebody that's like a great salesperson, a sales type. And when you're the one that's doing all the explaining and answering, that's what you're showing them is required. You're doing the opposite of showing them that this is simple. And I remember one of my early mentors said this to me, you know, because look, I struggled with this. I, I come from a background in sales. I was a medical sales rep. And it was very hard for me to break the habit of not explaining and not being an expert. What my mentor always used to say to me over and over again, he would say, Bob, look, you always have to remember the less that you say, the more that you are likely to make in this business. When we talk along those lines, what we have to remember is we've got to learn how to start using third-party tools. And we've talked a lot about third-party tools. And, and I bet a lot of you are already using third-party tools. So maybe you're going to be like, Bob, look, we've heard this a hundred times before. I'm going to put a very different spin on it here today. I promise you that's going to open up your eyes. So if by chance you don't know what third-party tools are, they're things like videos or recorded calls or samples of your products, brochures, your website, things that you can direct people to to give them the details without you physically having to do it. But here's the real trick to this strategy. It's not just sharing the tools with them. It's taking a step back and in addition to sharing the tool, explaining to the prospect why the tools are so important. I promise you, most of you have never done this before. You just share the tool with people, but when you come back to them and they say they're interested, you never take the time to start handling these objections that you knew may come up beforehand. So let me give you an example of what I'm saying. And here's some specific language. And this is some of the language that we'll have in that guide that you can download when you're done listening to this episode. And I may say this to them before I give the tool to them. Probably more likely I say it to them after I find out if they're interested. But here's some language. I would say to my prospect, I would say, look, the reason why I love this business so much is how simple it is, right? I don't have to be a great salesperson. Ding, 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 ding. See what I'm doing? I know that they're going to, a lot, there's a good chance they're going to say, I'm not a good salesperson. So I say, look, I don't have to be a great salesperson. You know, I remember when I first saw this, I thought I was going to have to be a great salesperson. And then I saw these tools and I'm like, wow, this is so simple. I don't have to be a great salesperson. I don't have to be an expert. I don't have to have all the answers. All I have to do is share these tools with people to educate them, right? Just teach them how to press play and then let them make a decision. They decide if they're interested or not. Notice what I'm doing here. I know the objections that are most likely going to come. But I'm not just doing the system to them. I am explaining to them that it is a system. See, this is a missing piece for a lot of you. If you can start getting people to think like a business owner before they even join the business, it will dramatically increase the chances that they join. So that, you know, when somebody does, let's just say if somebody does get to the point where they say towards the end, you've done it exactly the right way. 
And they say, well, you know, I'm not a salesperson. And you can come back to them if you've kept it simple with complete confidence and say something like this to them. Well, exactly what about what I did do you think you can't do? You can't give someone a video. You can't teach them to press play on that video, right? You want to be always pointing back to them the simplicity of what you're doing. Now, look, at the end of the day, that might not make a difference, okay? This goes back to my earlier point. You can't make people interested. Sometimes people are just going to use that as an excuse. And look, also, I think it's important to realize that when people say no to you, a lot of times we have a tendency to kind of internalize that. We take it personally because we think they're saying no to us. But most of the time, it has nothing to do with us. When somebody says no, it's usually more an indictment of how they view themselves than how they view you. I'm going to say that again because that's really important because some of you need to hear this. When people say no, they are more likely saying no to themselves. They don't see themselves being successful at something like this. It doesn't have anything to do with you. But as long as you're doing your part, and as long as you're keeping things simple, and as long as you are highlighting and pointing out to them every step of the way how it's simple, it will reduce the chances of you getting that objection. On to number two. S number two is system. And I will tell you that when it comes to a system, and you hear me, I talk a lot about systems. I've created an entire program called the Legacy Leadership Academy, where one of the main focuses that we have is teaching people how to actually run a business. And a big part of that are systems. See, what you have to realize is what you're really selling to your prospects when it comes to your business is your system for getting your products and services into the hands of the customers and turning that into residual income. Think about that. This is an important conversation for some of you because I know a lot of you that listen to this and I promise you in your entire life, you've never thought about what you do this way. You're not thinking like a business owner. What you are offering to people is a system to create residual income, to have leverage, right? Most people do not have these things. This is the reason why I always love talking to successful people, even people that made a lot of money, because I knew that they might be making a lot of money, but what they didn't have was leverage. They didn't have residual income. You've got a system that will teach people how to create that in their life. And look, here's what I've realized. You can make money selling products and teaching sales strategies. This is what most people do. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. If, if all you want to do is just sell the products because you love them and you don't even care if you want to build a team because you just want some extra money, then look, listen, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? It's your business. <clears throat> you can do what you want with it. But I just have a sneaky suspicion that most of you that listen to this podcast, you have aspirations to do something more. You have aspirations to create financial stability and financial independence for your family. You want that freedom someday that can come from a business like this. And what you have to understand is that the big money and the freedom that you want does not come from just personal sales and personal recruits. It comes from you building an organization. And when we talk about building an organization, we're talking about building a business. And I will tell you, you do not have a business unless you have system. And you are not a business owner unless you are operating from a systems mindset. And I'll even take it a step further. If you do want to start attracting better quality people to your team, just in terms of their level, it doesn't mean they're better human beings, but just in terms of their level of drive and motivation and initiative, people that you don't have to hold their hand every step of the way, 
here's what you got to do. You got to start selling them on the vision of building a business that could someday pay them residual income on thousands of customers because of your system. Some of you just downplay what you do too much. It's just about like a little side hustle and a side gig to make some extra money. Look, I get it. There's a role for that conversation for certain people. But if you want to start recruiting up, if you want to start attracting more of the more successful type people, you have to learn how to start shifting your language. You got to learn how to start painting a different picture in the eyes of your prospects of what you're offering them. And here's the analogy that I love in this area when we talk about system. I want you to think about McDonald's. I want you to adopt a McDonald's mentality in this area. What I mean by that is this. I want you to think about McDonald's, okay? McDonald's franchises. People don't buy them because of the quality of the food. You and I understand that pretty clearly, right? Even though, if I'm honest, I do love me some McDonald's cheeseburgers, right? How many people out there are like, I don't want to admit it, but I like some McDonald's cheeseburgers. Was it the number number two Happy Meal, I think it was, the two cheeseburgers? The super side, man, I would supersize that sucker all day long. But anyway, so I digress. But <laughs> let's get back to the conversation. People pay millions of dollars for McDonald's franchises. And why do they do that? They don't do it because of the amazing quality of the food. They do it because McDonald's has created a cash-creating machine for its franchise owners. It takes subpar quality food and turns it into a consistently income-producing machine. So you got to start thinking the same way. When you're presenting your business to your prospects, I want you to think about how could I highlight this system? Now, look, even if your company and your system teaches you that we lead with the products first, right? Because I hear that a lot. People say, Bob, we're a product first company. That's what we're all about, getting customers. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But this still applies to you because the way that you get your customers on the front end if it's not through a systematic approach, if it's all just sales strategies, no tools, then you're going to have problems converting customers into consultants. And some of you are running into that issue. Look, at some point, if you know you're going to want to have that business conversation with them, you need to make sure on the front end, you're still doing things in a simple way to get them to enroll. And look, I get it. There's a gray area here for some companies because some of you are selling products that really do require more of a consultative sale where you've got to educate people. And I know it's unavoidable for you to not, in some parts of the process, position yourself as an expert. But all I'm saying is that whenever possible, try to use tools to the best of your ability. Because even if you can slightly make things a little bit easier, it will have a big impact on the results on the back end. But here's the question I want you to ask yourself as a leader. Do you have systems? Do you have a culture on your team that is dependent on people or systems? And what I will tell you is this, if you're lacking necessary systems for things like prospecting, onboarding, or training new people, retention, recognition, leadership development, like if you've never thought about what are the ways that we do this and clearly define them and put them on paper for people on your team to learn and duplicate and understand, you don't have a system-dependent culture. You're depending too much on the individual talents and abilities of the people that are on your team. So when we have the proper systems in place, what it allows us to do is start highlighting them to our prospects. Because here's an important point to share. You can't highlight the value of systems to a prospect if you don't actually have systems. And your prospect's going to know 
Because if it's just you doing everything, that's not a system. So as you're taking your prospect through the different steps of your process, you need to make sure that you're highlighting the value. And every interaction with your prospect, I want you to think about it as an opportunity for you to do two different things. Number one, develop a relationship with them. That's the most important. Every interaction with a prospect is a chance for you to build rapport with them. Now, how do you do that? Well, part of how you do it is sharing your own personal story, right? You can share your story without getting into the details of the facts and the figures. People will relate to your story. You can share other people's stories that you think they could relate to. But then you could also just ask them questions, get to know them more. So building a relationship, every single interaction, every follow-up, that's the most important. But here's what I think is the second most important, highlighting the benefits of your system. Every follow-up, every interaction, I'm pointing out to them. Not just, I'm not just doing it to them. I'm telling them why I'm doing it. This is our system. Look how simple. Here's what we do. Everything's in place. Let me give you some language of how I might do this. And once again, this will be in the guide as well. So I'm following up. Let's say I've shared a third-party tool, and I've got an interested prospect. And I'm then moving them to whatever that next step in the process might be. But before I do that, maybe it's a three-way call. Maybe I'm getting ready to put them into our Facebook group. I'm sharing another tool or a presentation, whatever it is. I'm going to say, look, the other reason why I love this company is the system that they have in place to help me become successful and grow my business, right? All I have to do, and I'm just, I'm pointing out to them the obvious, what I'm doing to them. All I have to do is follow these steps that they've laid out that, by the way, I'm taking you through right now that you're going to see, and I get to leverage all the support that's already in place for me. Now, notice what I'm going to do now. I'm going to go back to kind of handling that objection before I even get it, because I know that this is a good chance I'll get it. You know, when I first saw this, I remember thinking, I don't have the time to do this. And then I saw how simple the system was. And what it made me realize is that, you know what, I can do this. And then the more I thought about what I realized is that if I didn't do anything different in my life and in my career, nothing was going to change for me. I would never have the time. And you want to know what? If I was honest, I wanted the time. I love the idea of having more time for myself and my family. So what it really, really made me understand is that I couldn't afford not to do it because I saw this system as a way for me to get some of my time back. Look, that conversation right there is so powerful. If you can, through your own story, relate to them and handle those objections up front, it is so powerful in terms of helping you close more people into the business. And, you know, the key thing is this, is the more you can highlight the system, because notice I'm talking a lot about system. Some of you have never even used that word, I bet, when you talk to prospects. The more you can highlight the system, here's what it does. It takes the emphasis off of their individual talents and abilities, and it gives them confidence. And you want to know what it gives them confidence in? Not in themselves. You want to build their confidence in just their ability to follow a proven system. This is so, so, so important. A lot of the people that you're going to talk to, remember I, I said they're going to struggle with the idea, can I do something like this? I've never done something like this before. Look, most of the people that come into your team, they've never been in business before. They've never even thought about being in business before. One of their biggest hurdles is going to just simply believe it's possible for themselves. And the more that you can build their confidence in just their willingness to be coachable and implement what it is that's already there that works, the more likely they're going to be to say yes.
So this leads me to the final S of the 3S strategy, and it is support. And in the area of support, what I want to start off by saying is this. You must understand that people don't join companies. They join other people. So here's what you have to do. You need to sell your prospect on the fact that they are locking arms with you and that you will be there for them every step of the way to help them implement the simple system. Look, this is going to be the determining factor for many people that pushes them over the edge to a yes. If somebody believes that you're the person that can help them solve a problem in their life and that you can help them create a better life for themselves, they're going to be more likely to join you. Look, I'm telling you, it is not about your compensation plan. Some of you just spend so much time talking about how amazing the compensation plan. Look, the compensation plan itself ain't going to make them any money. It's the help and the support they get from someone like you. It's about you. So start highlighting you. Now, I know that a lot of you struggle in this area, right? I say highlight you and you're like, but Bob, I haven't been successful yet. I don't have anybody on my team. So how can I believe in myself? How can I have confidence in myself to help them? Well, look, I want to point out something to you, and I'm going to challenge you in this area. I want you to think about, consider maybe how this negative belief about yourself, these negative thoughts and these beliefs, like I'm not good enough. I want you to consider how that might be influencing the way that you show up in the world when you're talking to prospects. Do you really believe that if the thoughts that are in your head are that you're not good enough and that you can't support them because you haven't had any success, do you really believe it's going to be possible for you to have those thoughts, but then portray a confident image of belief that's going to make somebody want to say, hey, this is the kind of person I want to work with? No, of course not. Look, a lot of times our thoughts are influencing the vibrations we give people and people can sense that. So here's what I want you to understand. Because I want to help you in this area. And I want you to understand that a big reason probably why you haven't developed yourself into the leader you need to be is because you haven't been willing to put yourself out there enough. See, we only grow and become the kind of person that we want to be, that we were created to be by doing. But it's going to force us to take courageous action and put ourselves out there in situations that maybe we're not sure if we can handle. Because guess what? Here is the secret. Here's the biggest piece of advice that I could give you in this area. If your confidence in yourself and the things that you do in your business, if it's only based on your competence, meaning that if it's only based on your current results or the things that you've done in the past, meaning you know I've never done this before, if that's the only place where you draw your confidence from, you are never going to grow into the leader that you were born to be or ever reach your full potential. So think about it logically. The only way for you to grow and get better is you've got to be willing to put yourself in situations you've never been in before. And isn't this what leadership demands of us every day anyway? We are faced every day with situations and things that we've never had to deal with before. Now you got a team. People are calling you for support. You're like, oh, shoot, I'm not even sure if I know the answer to this. How am I going to help them? I haven't even figured this out in my life. How am I going to help them figure it out? Every day, we are called to do things that we've never done before. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to change your belief. You do not have to have confidence in your skills and 
the fact that you've done it in the past. What I want you to have confidence in is your ability to figure it out. I want you to have confidence that if if you're willing to put yourself in the situation that you in your entire life have never given yourself enough credit in your ability to be resourceful and figure things out. And guess what? Even if you can't figure it out in the moment, here's what you can do. You can be there to support someone else and you can go find the right answer for them. But it is your unwillingness to put yourself in these situations. This is the very thing that is keeping you stuck. This is the very thing that is keeping you from growing. And you want to know what? If you want to have confidence in anything, here's what you have confidence in. Have confidence in the fact that at the end of the day, the one thing I know I can do is I can show love and compassion for the other human being that I'm speaking with right now. And look, I'll tell you, if you truly believe that you've got something that can change their life, if you've got a product that can transform their health, if you've got a business that can transform their life, that can solve a problem, you have a responsibility to put yourself out there. And also remember the simple fact of where you are, you're further ahead than them. You know more than they do. So just have some confidence in your ability to be there in support of them, guiding them to that very next step. At that critical moment of the close, when they're deciding it's either going to be yes or no, if you can connect with them on an emotional level, like if they can truly sense the intention and the feeling behind your words, that's the secret sauce. Some of you are so focused on the scripts. Bob, I need the script. You're like a robot. Robot, please, would you join my... You're like a robot going through the motions of saying the right words. You're about, I said it, it didn't work. I'm like, okay, look, I don't care how you said it. I care how you meant it. How did you feel it? What were the intentions? Did you have the belief? Did you have the love? Was the heart and the soul there? That's the secret sauce. So let me give you some examples of what I would say to highlight me, the support. Now, here's the key, though. You got to really believe it. And that might take some practice for you, but you got to learn how to do this. I would say something like this. We're at that pivotal moment. It's yes or no. I've got all my cards laid down on the table, and it's like, it's time to, you know what, or get off the pot. Here's what I would say to you. I would say, you know, Susan, here's what you need to know. When you join me, I'll be there for you. And you need to really feel that. Now, I want to say something. You can't feel it unless you're saying it live. You should not be trying to close people through Facebook Messenger and text message unless that's your only option. Look, sometimes that's the only option people give us. But I'll tell you, a real prospect that has a real level of interest, they will allow you to do this live with them, whether that's face-to-face or over Zoom. But you got to do it live in order for it to be effective. You can't feel the intention behind the words otherwise. But look, Susan, when you join me, I'm going to be there for you. Look, your competitive advantage over everyone else is you care more. And that's not something you need a script for, even though I'm going to give you a script. Here's the next thing I would say. I care enough about you that I want you to join me so that I can help you create a better life for yourself and your family. And I know the things that you told me earlier, that you want more free time, you want to be with your kids, you want to bring your husband home, you're tired of feeling being overweight or not having your health where you want to be. Look, I know that those are important to you because you told me. And I know that I can help you get more of what you want working together. So let's start that process. And just really mean it and say it and feel it. And what I'll tell you is this, if that's not enough, 
then it's just not the right fit for them. You've done everything in your power and you just have to be okay with the fact that some people are going to say no. Because you want to know what? There are so many people that are so short-sighted in terms of what this business is really about that the minute somebody says no, they completely change their tune and they get angry and frustrated. Look, look, just because somebody says no doesn't mean you should treat them any differently, okay? See, the secret here is, is even when someone says no, you still show them love and compassion and support. But if coming back to what we're talking about here, here's what I really want you to take away from this episode. I want you to really start believing that you can help people become successful. And I know a lot of you are like, Bob, I've never done it before. You know, I have all these people that have joined my team and they haven't seen success. And, and it's interesting because I hear that a lot from people. But then I ask them, I say, well, what have, have you ever had anybody on your team that has had success? And they'll say, yeah. And I'll say, okay, so that person that did have success, are you the reason why they're successful? And they'll think about it and they'll say, well, no, I mean, it was them. And I'll say, okay, if you're not the reason why people succeed, the same line of thinking, why would you be the reason that they fail? And here's just what we do too many times. We focus on the negative. Look, it's not your job to make people successful. But at the same time, I've already told you, you do have a responsibility to increase your leadership skills so that you can influence the chances that they have to succeed. But I want you to understand you do have what it takes. Some of you, you just got to start putting yourself out there more. Some of you, you just have to start making small little tweaks in terms of what you're doing. And hopefully today, I've given you some of the language and strategies that will help you make some of those small little tweaks. But, but my question to you is this, how much longer are you going to let your own doubt, your fear, and your insecurity keeping you from sharing what you have with the people that you know? Because look, your biggest problem with closing is you're not even getting to the close because you're not talking to people. Look, there are people out there right now that you know that are lying in bed at night awake praying for something. You have to come into their life and you haven't even shared it with them because of your own stuff. Or maybe you have shared it with them, but they don't even really know it's a business because you haven't shared it in the right way. So I want to challenge you, get back out there, start sharing it, use these strategies, use this approach, adopt this different mindset and get out there and create better results and just stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Open up your heart, make it about them, and start taking action. So, hey, listen, if you got value out of this episode today, and I really hope that you did, I want to remind you we have created a free resource guide, a free PDF that you can print up, and it has all of the language and scripts on here, because I know a lot of you do geek out on scripts, okay? So I'm going to give them to you, but all you have to do is go to yourvirtualupline.com forward slash 122. That's the episode number, yourvirtualupline.com forward slash 122. Download it right now. Start using it. And hey, as always, thank you so much for being here. I love and appreciate every single one of you in this community. And uh, I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next week on the next episode. Take care.